This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Andres Manuel López Obrador will become the next president of Mexico. How important is it that he will be the first leftist populist president in decades? Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. We discussed what López Obrador's victory means for the drug war, trade, and relations with the U.S. Andres Manuel López Obrador... This is the third time he's run for president. What was different this time? Mexicans have just gotten fed up with a system, a system that even though over the course of the last several decades has actually transformed the country into a much better country, a much more modern place where there has been a growth of the middle class, where there have been real advances. Poverty has come down despite some of the official figures. Uh, There's more access to safe drinking water. By every measure, Mexico has advanced notably, but parts of Mexico have not. Growth rates in in many years have been low. In recent years, below 1.5%. Crime uh, and violence have been uh, extremely high, and they've started to go up again. In May, uh, the the murder rate reached another record. Just uh, since the drug war really started with the previous president, 120,000 uh, Mexicans have been killed uh, because of the drug war. There's been corruption at astronomical levels in Mexico. At least 10 governors have been arrested or implicated in, in corruption. Some of them are on the run. And uh, the corruption scandals have reached the the president's office. Both parties, both major parties uh, have been implicated in all of that. So Mexicans are are fed up. Mexico could be the star of Latin America in terms of economic performance and, and otherwise, but it's been mediocre at best. And over the course of the years, this one anti-system uh, candidate has been making the case that the whole system is corrupt. He alone can fix it. And he alone knows how to do so. Now, uh, Enrique Peña Nieto, the uh, outgoing president, um, what were what were his attitudes with regard to the war on drugs uh, and the United States? Well, remember, he came in uh, after the the uh, previous president had ramped up uh, the war on drugs and violence skyrocketed in Mexico, and he promised that things would be different. As a matter of fact. Uh, Violence started to come down somewhat at the beginning, but then it started to shoot up again, even though he wasn't making a big deal out of going after the the uh, drug traffickers as much as a big deal of, uh, on the war on drugs as the previous president, Calderon. And yet, uh, the crime right now is worse than it's than it's uh, than it was previously. Uh, his relationship with the United States has been good uh, up until uh, President Trump was elected and. The anti-Mexican rhetoric of, of President Trump and his in, undiplomatic ways have created real tensions uh, with Mexico and with this president, and it has made him look bad. This has been one of the many elements that helped propel uh, Ma- Andres Manuel López Obrador to the presidency. So, uh, on the war on drugs, this is the this is an American policy that has driven a lot of other countries to sort of. Uh, play ball with the United States and and similarly fight. Is there any sense that Mexico will simply end 
its fight and let, let this truly be the United States problem? Or is that even possible? I don't think that that's about to happen, but uh, Lopez Obrador has been critical of the war on drugs. I think that's one of the things he, he gets right. I'm not sure uh, that he has the, the right uh, policy proposal. It's not clear what his his uh, alternative policy uh, would be. We're, we'll wait to see and find out. Uh, his uh, proposals have mostly centered on corruption and getting crime down. But of course, he's been vague on both. The election of Lopez Obrador is actually a big deal. This is the, the first time since the 1970s and maybe the 80s that Mexico has had a left-wing populist president. And I think that, that uh, Americans have just become used to in the past several decades, and this has been a, a sign of progress, of having a Mexico that is friendly to the United States, wants to integrate economically, that has advanced tremendously in moving away from a one-party state and actually creating a, a democracy based on the market. These have been great advances, and it's helped uh, in the diplomatic sphere as well. All of this is, uh, is about to change in Mexico once he takes office. We don't know how much uh, of an extreme leftist president he will be. He is going to be constrained by the North American Free Trade Agreement that puts rules on Mexico and the United States to, as to what he can do and constrained by international financial markets. So remember, Mexico today is a very different country than it was a couple of decades ago when it began liberalizing. So any moves there uh, will affect the exchange rate, will affect the economy, and it will show up in the market right away moves that uh, would threaten the stability of the system and threaten uh, the, the kinds of economic reforms that have previously been made and that have been responsible for the progress so far that Mexico uh, has made. So it's too early to tell how far he's, he's going to go, but the, the fact of the matter is that this is the first time in decades that Mexico has elected a, a left-wing president. Is there a broad skepticism toward uh, trade or is there an appreciation for you know, the benefits that trade brings to particularly to Mexico? Mexico is a very open uh, economy for a Latin American economy. It has free trade ag agreements with many, many nations, including the, the European Union and the United States and, and Canada. And free trade is actually uh, popular in Mexico. The North American Free Trade Agreement is actually popular in Mexico, overwhelmingly supported by, by Mexicans, which is one of the reasons why uh, Lopez Obrador did not make a big deal uh, out of NAFTA. He's, he may be critical of it, but he hasn't voiced much criticism about NAFTA because he knows that most Mexicans are in favor of it. Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.